So yet again, I'm going to offer my apologies for being so long in returning to this podcast. But I like to know that God is directing my steps. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about simplicity and silence. As some of you may recall from past episodes that I've done, I'm working through a study on holy habits, those spiritual practices that every one of us needs in our everyday life. I mean, we're busy, we're distracted. It's so hard to get away from it all, to spend time uninterrupted with our Jesus. But while many say that time is shrinking, I beg to differ because we still have the same amount of time that we've always had in our day. It is challenging, but it should never be overwhelming because God offers us all the tools that we need to do what seems impossible. And when we're finished, to come away refreshed and renewed. And these are the spiritual disciplines that I'm studying right now. Holy habits rooted in God's word. You know, God has hardwired us to thrive when we are walking in obedience to him. When we engage in these holy habits, everything takes on a whole new dimension. The impossible is possible. It's easy, even, because we're aligned with God. And this allows the Spirit of God to work in us and through us, thus giving us the power, the strength, and the authority to do those things that we can't do on our own. We grow in our relationship with God. We develop a greater intimacy with God. But we have to learn how to incorporate these things into our life. Um, Household errands, laundry, dishes. These are things that, I'll be honest, they drive me nuts. I don't like them at all. Who does? I mean, but if you stop and you think about it, these times can be used to pray, to worship, to fellowship with God. As we drive, as we shop, as we wash and fold and vacuum and mop, we can pray. We can ask God for the things that we need We can ask him to reach those people who have needs. Nowadays, the world, politicians, we can ask God to soften hearts, to open eyes, to cause people to hunger and thirst for him like never before. And something that was tedious is suddenly a powerful routine in our life. So, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am humble and gentle in heart, 
and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So, we're going to kind of jump into this right away. Talking about seeking first the kingdom of God. And here, we're going to go to Luke 12, 22 through 34. Because, let's be honest, if we're talking about habits and spirituality, we can't do any of that if we're not searching the scriptures. So, starting in Luke 12, verse 22. He said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about the body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They do not have a storeroom or a barn, yet God feeds them. Aren't you worth much more than the birds? Can any of you add a cubit to his height by worrying? If, then, you are not able to do even a little thing, why worry about the rest? Consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin thread, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass which is in the field today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, how much more will he do for you, O you of little faith? Do not keep striving for what you should eat and what you should drink, and do not be anxious. For the Gentile world eagerly seeks all these things, and your Father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be provided for you. Do not be afraid, little flock, because your Father delights to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Make money bags for yourselves that will not grow old an inexhaustible treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, simplicity. It sounds simple enough from what we just read. Don't be concerned about what you eat or drink. Turn from your sins. Be like little children, or else you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. If only it really were so simple. We all think that, right? It's one of those things that we forget. We say, I wish it was so easy. We get, again, distracted, overwhelmed by life. And we get this idea into our head that things are complicated. I'm guilty of that. I can take a very simple task and make it so complex that it will take me days to complete it. Yet, we look at children, well, sometimes, and they're so sincere and honest and eager they're so trusting. Of course, then in some cases, they get older and become more stubborn and sullen and rebellious. Oh, 
We let too many things get in the way of our relationship with God. And really, that's the only time it gets complicated. When other things step in between us and God, when we allow those thoughts, that stinking thinking, to get into our heads, things that just don't belong there because we are chosen, we are adopted, we are grafted in as God's children. We have to get rid of those complications, those thoughts that make everything so complex. We have a God-shaped void, and the only thing that will fill that void is Christ. We have to trust Him. Instead of always trying to fix things and solve things on our own, we have to stop worrying and seek more. We have to keep God at the center of everything. There's no possession, no bigger house, no bigger car. And I say that knowing that I would love another house with a bigger yard with some chickens, maybe a donkey or a pony. <laughs> Yet simplicity is about removing things that get in the way of our relationship with God. We're not supposed to worry and fret about eating and drinking and what we're wearing and how we're doing our hair. Certainly we shouldn't look like we just rolled out of bed. But he knows what we need. And first and foremost, he tells us we need to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It is his presence, his peace, and his salvation. These things are more important than anything else. They are necessary. So if we want to keep things simple, let's keep God first and honor others who keep him first. Let us keep his commands in a way in which they are not grievous. I've been reading through Deuteronomy and so much of the routines that they did there, training up their child, speaking of him as they walk along the road as they work, when they lie down, when they rise up, binding them upon their hand as a frontlet between their eyes, upon the posts of their house. These are all things that are designed to help us to remember that God is good and God is faithful and he is our great provider. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. E. Stanley Jones, who was a missionary to India, said once, evil is always complex, roundabout, and tangled. That makes me laugh because I really do not like roundabouts. They are so complex. Anyway, he goes on to say, goodness is always a reduction of life to simplicity. And then Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who doesn't love him, he wrote, in the cost of discipleship, 
that the life of discipleship can only be maintained as long as nothing is allowed to come between Christ and ourselves. Neither the law, nor personal piety, nor even the world. To be content with what we have is vital to abiding in Christ, for living the life that we were intended to have. And the extent to which we are content is related to whether or not we are in proper relationship with God. 1 Peter 5.7 says, Give all your worries and cares to him, for he cares for you. And of course, David writes, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What could we possibly want or need more than our Lord Jesus? In Matthew, Jesus asked his disciples, Can all of your worries add one single moment to your life? Surely whatever we are worried so much for, In eternity, can it add a moment? Give it to Jesus. Remember, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness above all else. He will give you all you need. Oh, there's this beautiful prayer. May I pray it for you? Almighty God, Our Heavenly Father, who dost feed the birds and clothe the flowers, who carest for us as a father for his children, we beseech thee of thy tender goodness. Save us from distrust and vain self-concern, that with unwavering faith we may cast our every care on thee, living daily in obedience to thy will, through thy beloved, Jesus Christ. God in the flesh. I'm praying for you that whatever it is that's coming between you and Jesus, that it will fade away so that you can draw nearer to him. And when you do, remember, he too will draw near to you. Be blessed.